No one is useless in the world who lightens the burdens of another. A quote by Charles Dickens. As I'm reflecting on that quote, I feel the ease and lightness of how we as humans are trying our best to survive and support each other through this COVID-19 pandemic. Despite the opposition from certain individuals, there's hope that is being fostered through many social efforts to cultivate resilience. With the compassion for service, many individuals, groups, and organizations are coming together to help the vulnerable population survive this pandemic, whether it's through emotional support or other means. Challengers, welcome back to Challenge Me For You. I'm Nazia Basha, this is season four, episode five. And today I have a guest speaker who's gonna touch on establishing resilience or cultivating resilience. She had gone through a situation that she will share, which helped her realize to move forward using resilience while supporting other people who are vulnerable to this pandemic. And she has been affiliated with Positively You, which is a support group to help individuals who are HIV positive in receiving the support and continuity to access care. She shares her personal experience along with her tools to help other individuals in the community to develop resilience. Please welcome Mrs. Edwards. Hi, Marvin. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. It's an honor to have you today to speak about this topic. So how have you been during this whole pandemic of COVID-19? Well, I've had good days and bad days. Um, I would say during the beginning of the epidemic, uh, getting used to staying inside and isolating, those things were not really something that I, I liked, but I understood why it had to be done. So you have your moments of feeling isolated, your moments of feeling depressed, and then you dig your way up out of that and find somewhere that you can find joy. Wow. And then in the midst of this, I had an incident where I fell and um, knocked my spine off track. And so then I was really down for a while. So I've had my ups and downs during this time. Wow. So you said you had injured your spine? And how did that impact you? I'm sure that was very difficult. Um, Uh, Yes, it it really was. I hit my chest. I fell when I and I hit my chest. And how it knocked my spine off track, I couldn't explain that to you now. But um, I was hospitalized for four days um i came home on the fifth day mm-hmm. and uh, i had emergency surgery where they straightened everything back out the way it's supposed to have been mm-hmm. and for uh, i would say a good almost months where i couldn't basically walk or anything um you know really being out of it very much painful Mm -hmm. um so um 
I got through that. But what I'm not going to tell you was easy because it wasn't. I'm not used to uh, having to be waited on. I'm used to doing things on my own. And I kind of had to readjust my whole life. And um, even like I know they were telling me no bending or anything like that because, you know, with it being an injury on the spine and stuff, you really have to wait and allow your body to heal itself. Um, and I was a little hard-headed at one one day, I felt real fine, like I was okay, so I uh, they was, I was giving them a walking and everything, so one day I tried to walk without it. And I paid for that, very painfully paid for that. <laughs> I understood why you say you use the walker at all times. So after that day, I used it at all times because I tell you, pain came from everywhere that I can think of on my body trying to do it without it. So I, you know, we do know when doctors tell us stuff is a reason. Sometimes we get a little hard-headed and we try to do things our way, and usually we end up paying for it, and I did. Yeah, it sounds difficult, especially when you have a certain way, like you mentioned, you're an independent person, and then all of a sudden, when there's a bit of a resistance from this whole situation, you're trying to like move into acceptance that no, I can't really overextend myself like I did before, because now I have some limitations, and in order for me to fully heal, I gotta follow this protocol. So I can imagine first being difficult and having that resistance. Yeah, it was pretty, very difficult, but... um. I'm doing well now. I've, um, I've came through the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm still healing. Uh, things are, you know, my, the doctor, uh, he let me know that it will take time, you know, especially I'm an older person. And But my body's healing faster than they even thought, so oh. I'm doing good. Excellent. That's That must be a huge shift, yeah, from coming from where you were not feeling well and now seeing slowly some changes where you are going back to what you feel heal or recover yeah yeah so to give listeners a little bit some background information about you and your affiliation with the population you serve can you tell us a little bit about about that um well um basically the population i serve is, is the hiv uh, population here in Gainesville, florida mm-hmm. i uh was one of the very first people here that came out well the very first person mm-hmm. um, in Gainesville. Um, during that time, I was working at the Watcho County Health Department. I know I'm going to reverse that. I was not working there. I um, was a volunteer mm-hmm. at the Watcho County Health Department because they didn't have peer navigators or anything during that time mm-hmm. like they have now. So I was one of, I was the one person that's kind of like in this area here in Gainesville that started it. And first it was just a support group and then it went from a support group of men and women that basically were living with. And we would meet once a week and um, once a month, diverse that white, once a month on Tuesday. And then we went from that once a month on the last Friday of the month that we would come together to support one another. I went from being uh, just a member to being the secretary, from being the secretary to being the president, which I still am, of the Peers Empowering Peers. At that time, it was called Positive Empowering Positive. But I thought it would be a better way, you know, because a lot of people have a 
they reserve themselves and they, you know, just having that word positive. It, we sat down one day and we had a meeting and they didn't want that word positive there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're peers first. Mm-hmm. So we changed it to peers empowering peers. Mm-hmm. And our whole mission was to go out and to empower each other and then to learn how to go out and empower others so they can uh, learn how to put the virus in its place and live their lives. Mm-hmm. Not allow it to dictate who they were and what God had created them to be. Wow. Profound. So what were some of the challenges? Because you said you were the first pioneers of it, of the group and everything. I bet you definitely faced some challenges internally, externally. Do you want to share just a little bit about that if you're comfortable? Well, uh, internally was to um, prepare myself to be able to go out and speak to others. Um, and I know to get the first time I did it, because usually I would just go to the meetings and it was okay to speak at the meetings because everybody there was dealing with the same thing. So it didn't matter. But I never forget uh, Teresa White. She was the uh, coordinator of um, the Latra County Health Department. And she needed speakers to go out to the University of Florida to speak to some young students who were preparing themselves to go into pharmacy work or and different uh, other uh, employment in, 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 in the world. I can't remember exactly everything, but some of us wanted to be pharmacists mm-hmm. and to be able to speak with people uh, concerning um, living with mm-hmm. in that kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. So I raised my hand mm-hmm. and then I wanted to take it down. Like, why did you do that? And then she said, oh yes, I'd love to take you with me. So it was a, it was about six of us that went mm-hmm. uh, to UF to speak to the students. And I had never spoken before in front of anybody concerning my status or living with or how I felt. And at that event that they had at UF where we came and we spoke to the students, I found that that was my calling. I never forget, once I start talking about an uh, incident that happened to me at a pharmacy, mm-hmm. and the way the pharmacist spoke out loud about me and my issues and my medication in front of everybody that was in the pharmacy, uh, see, that day, it put me in some kind of state of mind and it bothered me. And I spoke about that to these students. Mm-hmm. And I let them know that that was not a good thing to do. And everybody that walks into that pharmacy business is private. You shouldn't speak to anyone or in front of anyone else concerning what another person walks in that pharmacy uh, 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 with about the prescription or anything else because, you know, that's dealing with the HIPAA law. Mm-hmm. And then you're putting their business out there and really you could be sued. And I didn't know that at that time when it happened to me. And literally, I could have sued them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that then. I know that now because of the work that, you know, I knew, I knew it at that point in time when I was speaking at that event because of the education I had gotten living with. Right. And I told these students of that. And um, I tell you, it was like um, a window that blasted open. I found out I had gift of gab. I love to run my mouth. And then I got educated where I knew what I was talking about. 
And they literally had to check me up. They had to tie me out because I was going on and on, you know. Yeah. I found out I had just a gap. And I became uh, a member of that support group. And like I say, you know, a, a leader of that support group. So that was one of, that was my very first experience. Wow. And definitely was challenging because, of course, their, you know, confidentiality was breached in one way. And, you know, and not being informed, too, kind of puts you in a place where you didn't know. So that's interesting how that that happened and how slowly that, that became into a peer support program. So, um, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. I say yes, I was agreeing. Yeah. And I wanted to see, so how has this pandemic affected or changed some of the ways now that you're offering these services how are you guys offering this at peer support well we're um doing a lot of things over the phone we're uh doing a zoom meeting Mm -hmm. um we are like for me it's mostly the zoom meetings or telephone calls with with the with the stars i don't call clients and um you know, I don't, I don't think nobody wants to be a client. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, and they're stars. They're shining brightly. I want them to feel like they're shining mm-hmm. all over the place. And uh, what we do now is we make sure that someone's uh, talking with them at least three to four times, you know, out of the month or more if necessary for that particular person. We uh, still go out and we do a luncheon with we basically we there's a place that's called Gap Gainesville Area Eight Project, mm-hmm. and we go to Gap every Tuesday and they give lunches uh, to them. It's a drive-through. You're not really going inside to sit down and eat like they used to. Right. So it's a drive-through. They do uh, necessities for living is where they uh, also at Gap mm-hmm. where they give like uh, I would say the detergent, dishwashing liquid and all those kind of things uh, to them when they get that free. And um, so there's a lot of different things that are being done. Uh, there's a pharmacy that I, I work for that through Positively You that I'm an employee. Mm-hmm. We give their medications. Oh, wow. Uh, we do support. We do support call, which will be every Wednesday at six o'clock from six to seven so you will get to vent if you're going through something and you're dealing with something and there's a group of us that are on that call that you know we're there to support one another or we you know like right now during the holidays um it's needed more than than ever to let a person now especially during this pandemic that they're not alone that they still have contact with someone that's very, yeah, that's vital during this time, I bet, because we're not meeting in person. And so now we need to, uh, it sounds like when you have amped up the more telephone, tele-access to provide these services. And what is the name of the pharmacy, Marvin? I, I definitely missed it, that you said that you're providing medication and care for Positively uh, It's Positively You. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a medical adherence program, and they pro- provide the medications for the members of um, the support group. Okay, wow. And then also they offer counseling, it sounds like. and Yes, they, they do that. They offer counseling, um, support, and uh, they even, uh, if they need a system with 
bills paid uh, if we're able to. Right. If there is a legitimate reason why they need that, and they've tried every other aspect of trying to get it paid, especially right now, mm-hmm. we have stepped in to help with that as well. That's wonderful. Is there a website, or how do you how do people contact? Say, for example, if I want people who need the service, what is do you have a website or a URL? Well, there there is a there is a website, and it's uh, Positively You Inc. Positively You Incorporated. You could just put that name and it will pop up. Okay. And it's located in Tampa, Florida. Oh, nice. So that's the if you just go online and just put Positively You Inc. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this pandemic, um, are you seeing more benefits? Um, from this or has it posed some challenges um well i would say there are challenges because when you're dealing with uh the underlying issues of living with the virus as well as the pandemic and there are so many different things that a person wouldn't you wouldn't want to really be around too many people because you're susceptible to catching things and because your immune system is compromised already right so you would, you know, you would really have to take extra precautions to make sure that you stay safe. So um, there's not, there's not as much social events. Well, there's no social events. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole, hopefully the vaccine and everything, we're looking at another year maybe, hope not, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's none. Um so, I mean, that's a change for not only us, but that's a change for everybody. Correct. Especially people people that love being around other people. Mm-hmm. And um, even when it comes to your family, you have to be cautious. Right. Because you don't know where they are, what they've been doing, and who they've been around, how many people they've been around. So, you have to be skeptical about just about everybody if they're not living in the same home that you're living in. Right. Absolutely. Like, like now during the Christmas holiday, I have grands and great grands, and um, I got a compromised immune system, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you know we had plans and um, to have a seafood Christmas. Oh. The weather has changed because mm-hmm. this is going to be outside. Mm. It's too cold for me to be out there. Because I, I catch colds very easily. My immune system is already compromised. So that's a no-no for me. So that's not something I'm going to be able to do now. I was just talking with my daughter a few minutes ago. She has, you know, her own issues. And she works with little kids. So she has to make sure that she's taken care of in order to go do her work. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's kind of, it's changed everything for us. You know, as a family, it's a lot of things that, like, I don't see us coming together for Christmas, especially, like, Gainesville is looking down. They freeze on Christmas. Right. It's going to be very cold outside. I know we're not going to have a crap boy because I know I'm not crowding a lot of people up in the house. Right. So that right there all in itself has changed. So it's like, whoa. 
Yeah, and have, up in the air. Exactly, and it sounds like you have that awareness that this is what you need at this time, and this is what's going to happen if I do expose myself. The, the cold weather is going to, comp- you know, since someone with compromised immune system, it's going to trigger you, and you might not, you know, it might affect you in a way where you're not able to feel good. And then having all these people in your house because it's cold. Yeah, I'm glad that you know that hindsight, you know that that planning ahead and knowing what you need is is already in that awareness. It sounds like. Yeah, I was telling my daughter today that's canceled. We won't be doing that. Right. <laughs> Everybody's gonna have to be home at their own home. We'll exchange this some kind of way, and then that'll be that because it's it's just not doable. It's, it don't make it, it's not safe. For me, and I got the first put me first. I like that. Yeah. And and um, for me, it's it's not safe. I don't have a great big house, so everybody can really isolate from one another. My my home isn't that large, so I don't have that type of space. So it's it's not logical in um, for for that to happen. So I was telling her maybe we'll do something for New Year's. Um, you have your own little crab cookout at your own home. I have my mine, my son can have his at Right. And I think that's the most logical way to do that. Yeah, and then so you can zoom. <laughs> yeah, we other. can zoom. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, we can zoom. <laughs> making their crab boil yeah. and be like, look at my plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's another thing COVID did. <laughs> it really zoomed us in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, messed up all that plan. <laughs> right. It's like, let's yeah. see if you can really have fun with yourself this year. <laughs> really, seriously, that is so true. So you And learning how to just be happy with you being you. Right. And for me, it's learning how to just being a people person and just be happy with me, it's, 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 a, it's a, a learning experience for me because I'm used to being around people. Right. So this is something I'm learning how to be just happy with just being with me. It's beautifully said because this year, definitely, this is what has taught us a lot to be resilient and be more, um, I guess, cultivating that self-love and being appreciative in your environment and loving your own energy and your presence. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Thank you. Um, do you have any like resources or news resources that probably came up from this whole um, evolution of this pandemic that besides, I mean, I'm sure well, there are additional I, services that you offer now. Well, um, for positive you, we have resources, but they're only for the people that are part of that program. Yeah. But in Gainesville, Florida, we have Catholic Charities. Mm-hmm. And Catholic Charities, uh, they do, they're giving food. Um, they, well, the day they gave out $10 gift cards and everything to people. Mm-hmm. They're doing that again tomorrow. I think tomorrow will be the last day. Um, they um, were giving out, you know, canned goods, bread, soups, and everything. So they'll be doing that today and tomorrow. Uh, we have a community action agency, which are also giving out food here in Gainesville, Florida, Kangas, and helping with the bills. And uh, Catholic Charities help with bills as well. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. social, social services is doing a lot. 
Um, they, we already had the um, Christmas drive. Uh, what's the name? The name of the place? The army? The, not the not the Salvation Army, but I think the army reserve where they give the kids the gifts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already done that though. And we have several churches, Day Springs Missionary Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Higher Anointing Church. We have um, Abiding Faith Church. Mm-hmm. And um, they, all these churches are coming together and they're giving food to the community. And they're giving tomorrow, as a matter of fact, uh, they're going to be giving out um, Christmas bags with the turkey or the ham and the whole nine yards for the families so there is quite a lot going on here um what's his name oh, Isabel Bondsman Rod, Ronnie Lone uh, they gave out all types of food during the holidays but that was Thanksgiving and they had to drive through where they were giving out um Lots of food and stuff like that. And right now, it's just about everywhere from that, from Gainesville to um, High Springs. There are places that are giving out food uh, to the community. Mm. So it sounds like there's a variety of resources, local resources here in Gainesville, which a lot of people can um, take advantage of at this time. And that's really amazing how these social services are coming together. Because I know, I, I personally know, um, Catholic Charities of Gainesville really provides a plethora of services from rent, utility assistance, emergency food. Um, and then I've heard about something called Shark. I think there was another resource. Um, that... Yeah, Shark does give out uh, uh, stuff as well, yeah. Right. And they do a lot of research. And a lot of the people that go do the research and get paid to do them. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, so it's quite, it's a lot of things that are there. You'd have to go out and seek it to try to find it. I know Catholic Charities I have every time, they have a, a resource letter that's in Catholic Charities that can go in there. And it has all the resources on, on there. What's available, you can really uh, look it up uh, on your phone, the resource letter for Catholic Charities. Right. And... I- yeah, and it'll pop up on your phone. Yeah. But that's what usually I, because I don't have any letters. I tell them just pull, you know, go on Catholic Charities, pull them up in the resource letters right there. So it's simple and easy to find. Yeah, their website is really easy to navigate. I, I interned last year. It's www.ccgnv.org. Um, and yes, they have a newsletter. So yeah. And then they also have a sheet that offers all the other lists or lists a lot of other resources in the community so this is great marvin up do you want to share what perhaps needs more advocacy in this area that we really need to see or we need to see some more changes for this particular group um that you feel would help more well right now because of covid it's kind of hard to even just say um what we need because people can't go anywhere right. so a lot of the doors are not open even if you tell the people about it um a lot of them are not open so basically um 
the ones that are already named are the ones that you can go to. Mm-hmm. That right now that they are open, their doors are open, right. and you can go in there for resources. Yeah, that's that's so true. COVID closed a lot of the doors to a lot of things that was that were available here in Gainesville, and right now they're not because even like the housing uh, authority mm-hmm. where people can go sign up for low rental housing mm-hmm. and they're not open oh okay so That's you know scarier. the section 8 program mm-hmm. their buildings are locked oh. they're not open so you basically would <laughs> everything has gone online and it was the hard part about that one is a lot of people are not technical, right. so they don't know which direction to turn. So that's why I say the resource letters that, you know, I advise people mm-hmm. to go to Catholic Charities or go to social services because those letters are there that will direct them in the right direction to find the help that they need. We do have Grace Market as a homeless shelter. Grace Market helps people that basically, whether they have committed crimes, they're a felon, or whatever, they don't discriminate. Usually it's more men are there than, there are a lot of women there too, but a lot of men go there because it's about one of the places that accepts them. And they help them relocate and they help them get into their own houses. And there there is a grant that they have that helping pay the rent and stuff for, if I'm not mistaken, for the first six months to a year. Mm-hmm. And, and you would have, it, that's that Grace Market, right? Down 39th right. Avenue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, St. Francis House, they help more children, mothers and with children. Mm-hmm. And their resources are available too. So it sounds like there there are a plethora of resources. I think it's just finding the ability for a lot of people who don't have access to technology or know how to navigate. It could pose a challenge, right? So having like letters, like you said, going right, directing them to Catholic charities, and that has all the contact lists, all the phone numbers, all the directions to the place is much more easier. Um, and yes, that is one hundred percent true. And you know. And you know, and then it's a lot of word, word of mouth around here because people do let other people know mm-hmm. where to go for help, and that's one good thing about Gainesville. You can find out a lot of things just from word of mouth. Absolutely, once and being able to open yourself up to communicate too—that really helps. Then you're able to know about these sources. Um, that's true. That's so true. Anything else that you would like to share before we close? I think this was amazing. No, but I can tell you that if you if there's anything else that you need my assistance with, I'm here. You, you've got my number. Give me a call if we need to do a follow-up with it. I am available. We'll just have to pick the time, and we'll get it done. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Maureen. I find all your information very helpful, and you're very inspiring. Like you said, you know, you've been through this accident, but you realize, you know, you just kind of work with it. You just go with it. You don't make your life stop. And that's why I feel I'm very inspired by you. It's the resilience. You really embody resilience. So I'm very appreciative of your energy. <laughs> You're welcome. But, you know, we have to really look at it. The time that we're living in now is, some, is unlike anything I've ever known. 
I was born in 1965. I have never seen this world in the predicament that we're in right now. And I, like I take a little journey through my life. I've seen uh, good days, I've seen bad days, but I haven't seen my worst day. And I'm still here. That's wonderful. So I, you know, I, I refuse to allow um, things come in to dictate my life or things that have happened to me in my life to put me in a state of mind where I feel sorry for me. And I, you know, because why? You know, I I am a Christian. I, I know Christ went through, and he went through way worse than what I went through. And he gave us the strength to be able to bear what infirmities that we come against because we're not alone. He's there with us right. as we go through. And we learn from whatever we go through to inspire someone else to let them know that they can in too. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Marvine for being here today and speaking about this topic and sharing your insight and your experience, wisdom, strength, and hope. Listeners, once again, thank you for joining me here at Challenge Me For You, where we evolve daily with an attitude of gratitude. Be well, be safe, peace.